This week on the O The Anthem podcast, the coronavirus is going on and canceling all the plans. And uh, apparently the Trump administration has no idea what to do with it. Uh, in politics, Bernie skids down and Biden has a huge day on Super Tuesday. We get into all of that. Who's still in this race? What's going on? All the odds, all the angles are covered here. And then finally in the Baltimore corner, a cop who was shown fabricating evidence two and a half years ago still on the force. How can this happen? We'll get into it right now, coming up now on the O the Anthem podcast. Just in time. This is Corey, and this is the, uh, the Anthem Podcast. Whether you win by... It doesn't matter if you win by a second or... Uh, Inch or a mile. Inch or a mile. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 309 of the, uh, the Anthem Podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios. Hi, by the way, Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, indeed. Now, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> so addictive, Corey gave it up for Lent. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> And I have two Coke products fueling me tonight. A Coke Zero Energy. Yeah. Which is ironic because it gives you a lot of energy. <laughs> and a uh, regular old Coke Zero. So trying to find some energy for the show. Trying tonight. to find the, the middle balance between the energy drink and the uh, Coke. Oh, what if I just mix the two together? See, here's the problem. Uh, we have the Coke machine at work now. Yeah, the so freestyle. I'm basically just pounding Coke Zero all day, and uh, you know, then I, I just had, have a craving for it. I I went to uh, Cadoba for lunch today. Yeah, and they have a freestyle machine there, Ooh. and I did a raspberry Minute Maid light. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I think I'm gonna do that from now on. I yep. think I'm gonna try and find a little raspberry that I could like squeeze into. The Minute Maid Lates I have at home. Welcome to come out to create at any time <laughs> and uh, make yourself a freestyle drink. Uh, you can get one of those um, things I had when I was doing Uber, like the 96-ounce <laughs> cup. <laughs> yes. At 7-Eleven. Uh, <laughs> what the truckers use, the 96-ounce glasses. And uh, we're well, you that What you don't understand that the refills are only 99 cents. <laughs> it's such a deal. <laughs> Well, you know what else is a deal? What? Following us on social media. You can find us at, uh, at OTheAnthem on all your social networks, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, where you're probably watching live right now, uh, or maybe Twitter where you're watching live, because we have 10 viewers on Twitter right now. Thank you for joining us. And you can also check out all the videos at YouTube.com forward slash OTheAnthem. That's where you'll find everything OTheAnthem related uh, in video form. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I was going to skip sports ball this week because I couldn't find anything. But, of course, you found something. Right there on uh, for for Orioles talk. Well, I mean, I I don't know if it's much. Do you want to play the drop just for the fun of it? I do, I mean, why go a week without playing a drop? So yeah, it, I mean, it's not. Uh, we don't really know what it is right now. Let's let's put it that way. Sure. Because uh, Trey Mancini has uh, left the team with a non-baseball related medical procedure. Is how they're describing it right now. Um, what did they I, call the groin injury for that uh, Caleb got the other year? Oh, that was baseball related. Yeah. But well, it was like, yeah, I mean, he got, they, they love he their got euphemisms. The, he got the testicle removed from his ball sack. That was the <laughs> the. <laughs> the uh, but they oh, love their euphemisms in baseball. It, it nothing be talky. Lower body injury. It there could be go, yes. anything. <laughs> Don't tell everybody what happened. You got hit in the nuts with a baseball. Uh, lower body injury. Ovechkin gets in. We hear you have a lower body injury. It's just like, I don't speak on my injury. <laughs> he doesn't want everyone to know his weakness, Corey. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, there is no weakness. Dream Russian Mancini. machine never break. <laughs> did you, Unless did you, did you ever, did you ever hear that one, by the way? No, no. Early on in his career, uh, Ovechkin took a puck to the skate. Something that would normally... Be a couple, like maybe a week injury, because like you're a you're, puck to the skate. Yeah, 
So, like, if you take it on the side of your skate, you oh, basically okay. get this humongous bruise on the side of your foot that keeps you from, like, walking or skating for, yeah. like, a week. Foot swells up. You're wearing a 14 and a 10. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's the type of thing that happens, you know, to everyone at some point kind of thing. But Ovechkin missed, like, you know, a little bit of one game, and that was it. Yeah. And then reporters were asking him afterwards. It's just like, uh, usually people take a couple days off with that kind of injury. Why are you back so soon? And he's like, Russian machine never break. Mm. And then that was it. And he's uh, been pretty healthy ever since. So a statement on his stamina and a statement on the quality Soviet goods that you can get <laughs> to your local store. Anyway, Trey Mancini, which, by the way, they're always listening. It, my phone just popped up the story that I had not seen yeah. because it heard you say with a non-baseball-related medical procedure. Yeah. Number one story. O's. Mancini needs non-baseball-related <laughs> medical procedure. So it's always listening to us. It is indeed. Thank you, Overmasters. I, I, I think that... Uh, What's important to know right now is that uh, whatever it is, Trey wants to keep it uh, to himself at the moment, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll get more information on it now. The uh, horrifying part is you don't know what this non-baseball-related medical procedure is. Yeah. Um, it could be something, you know, like pretty small, or it could be something huge, and because that we're living in this world of not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, but uh, hopefully he comes back healthy. We're, we're rooting for you, Trey. Um, Who would have thought four years ago we'd be like, Trey Mancini, key part of this team. Yeah. Um, we really need to get him back. I, I think what, what's more interesting about it is that like Trey Mancini was like sort of a second-tier mm-hmm. level star, uh, and it was you know the Weeders and the Machados who were like the mm. big, huge names. But, now you who's know. left? Mancini's the one who remains, so yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not so much how highly thought of a prospect you are coming up, it's where you end up being. Well, I think also you have to uh, take into account the the Corey nickname scale, and mm-hmm. at what point does a player get a nickname, and Trey got one midway through his first season. Well, uh, that everyone everyone picked up on Boom Boom. Oh, was so, it, it wasn't yeah. just it wasn't just uh, you and deep Twitter, deep Orioles Twitter. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. That, that that got that got pretty quick because Boom Boom Mancini was a boxer. I had no so, idea that, that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where that came from. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I think one fact that everyone should know, even if we don't know the condition <laughs> of Mancini, yeah, is that Corey listed this item on our uh, list of <laughs> topics by saying "boom boom" with a boo boo. Yeah. That's uh, that was my lead in, <laughs> so everybody knew who "boom boom" was. But uh, <laughs> "boom boom" with a boo boo. So this is what I deal with on a weekly. Uh, I love weekly myself basis, a strained pud headline. Mm, yes. Yeah. But uh, other than that. Spring training goes on. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's basically just figuring out what uh, what pieces are making it up to uh, the the big club. Two of my employees are at. Uh, it's not the Citrus League. It's the Cactus, yeah. Cactus. Cactus League. Yeah, Cactus League play, and uh, it just makes me despise Corey day after day because he <laughs> won't take pull the trigger and uh, say let's go to spring training. Least, I, I don't need any any special. I have, I have nothing going on this Two week. weeks from now. Let's go. I got jury duty next week. Yeah, I was going to say two weeks from now. <laughs> or, you know, uh, seven months from now when you get put on a murder trial. <laughs> it's going to last all all summer long. Yo, what did you say? I get stuck on some murder trial that, like, everyone else knew about, but I didn't. Yep. It's just like... <laughs> Corey, uh, Corey's Do you like, know anything about O.J. Simpson? I'm like, who? <laughs> Corey asked me, he's like, how much do uh, how much do jurors get paid? I was like, 150 a day. He was like, nah, man, I got a day rate. That's You got to meet my day rate if you want me to be on your jury. I- Listen, I'm bringing my kit whether or not. <laughs> so you're going to pay for it. Corey's just sitting in the corner, boom, ball in one hand. Sitting in the jury, jury box, mixing everything. I can make you sound amazing. There's no, there's no electronic devices allowed in this courtroom, sir. It's like, no, 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 I'm good. I got <laughs> I'm doing work, man. I gotta justify that. I fee. got a kid fee. <laughs> if I don't touch the kid, I can't judge my <laughs> fee. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so that's not really sports ball, but that's sports ball. Hey, you know something else that uh, doesn't seem what like what it is? What is that? Wow. Howdy. Sorry. Was, that was Sorry, I was trying to add things to the to the <laughs> Instagram story. Uh, things that uh, seem like what they are, but they're not. The four-year consideration drop, which still has not been created. 
despite the fact that both people who need to be here to create it have been in this apartment multiple times. See, but the problem is <sighs> that every time I'm ready to do it, one of the two of them is sleeping. So, oh, my no- God, yeah. I've never seen two human beings sleep so much. <laughs> I, I fear that one day we're going to come back and there's just going to be a different person. And he's like, oh, I went through a metamorphosis. That was my cocoon I worry. Phase. I worry one day, like, uh, sometimes I worry about, like, dropping dead and not being found for a while. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like I, I could have hypothetically been saved, but like I w- I choked in the bathroom and oh, then yeah, like I just fell on the ground and I couldn't save myself. And then somebody just finds me like six hours later, kind of thing. Or, or that like, the old lady like falling and I can't get up, and you lay there for three days. Yeah. Ooh. What I worry is that I come home and I see Roberto sleeping, <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, he's, yeah, he's fine. fine. <laughs> and then nine hours later, I'm just like, you know, it's weird. He hasn't moved a lot. <laughs> Usually, he doesn't sleep fifteen hours at a clip. I mean, solid 12, yeah. 12, but we're, yes, but we're I mean, like, overdue. Overnight, I don't... 12. <laughs> Not from 4 in the afternoon to <laughs> 4 at night. This seems a little awkward. And you go and check on him. Not breathing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my sedentary lifestyle led to my death. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, damn. <laughs> police come by. They're just like, why don't you check on him? Because he was sleeping. <laughs> he always sleeps. He was clearly not sleeping. <laughs> well, and uh, speaking of police coming by... Go on over to the OtheAnthem.com. You can check out uh, everything that we have to offer, uh, including all of the videos are up there in a wonderful format that lets you peruse. Uh, you can see uh, some information about us and about the history and how we came to L.A. And you can also check out, of course, the merch store where everything's a steal. Huh? See, yeah. see me call back there to the cop mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. Everything's a steal at the OtheAnthem merch store, so check it out. That's why um, the cops would show up. Yeah. I don't think uh, anything is on sale right now. But, as we always say, we're working on new stuff. So, uh, new merch is coming shortly. Corey's looking up to see if there's a sale code we can give you. To see if there's something available right Very now. Very well prepared for the show. Of course, <laughs> he didn't know I was going to cut to the... Uh... 15% off men's clothing now. Ooh. Men 15. So, uh, Listen, sorry n- ladies, it's okay. There's no better way to respond to International <laughs> Women's Day than to give a men's 15% off code. Excellent job, Spreadshirt. Thank you. It's March now. <laughs> Fuck the... <laughs> Men 15, men 15 for 15% off your uh, men's clothing order, which w- is what we recommend. I mean, obviously, I'm not wearing I mean, listen, women can wear men's clothes. There's oh, no reason that you can't, you know, get a men's t-shirt and I've wear l- it. I've lost many a sweatshirt, many a t-shirt, yeah. many a hat in my day. So, you know, go get your own. There there we go. Hold on. Oh, oh. All the ladies go out the there. The wheels are spinning. Hang on. Wait, ladies, let me put you center. Let me put ladies you Ladies go center. out there. You find yourself the the o the anthem design you 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 that speaks to you the most. Uh, you get it in a sweatshirt, and then you just go around. And then whenever you don't want to be bothered by guys hitting on you, you say, "This is my boyfriend's sweater." Ooh. Uh, and then anytime that you think that you might have found an interesting partner, mm-hmm. like somebody who who you might want to have a date with or something like that, then you could say like, "Oh, this is the show I listen to." But I mean, like, it's really for smart people. He's just like, well, I really like smart people podcast. And then the oh, two of you can bond over that. Yeah. And Unless then we can do a live a show during the reception. That's oh, clearly I, By the way. I feel like this is how it works. Like, <laughs> I don't know if just... And it all started with Men 15. That's are, are none of our fans getting married? Because we've gotten like zero requests from fans to come to, <laughs> to weddings. To come to weddings. I'd... And we'll come and we'll MC, and you don't even have to pay us. Just the invitation and the dinner. Steak, please. Steak. Whatever the steak option <laughs> is, I'll take that. Unless Ro- there's lobster, then lobster. Uh, Rob, Rob will even do the, the online thing that gives him a priesthood. So I've, been, can, I've been meaning just to do that. Just, just to, to be it. ordained for yeah. the sake of it. Yeah. I mean, religion's a joke to me anyway, so I might <laughs> as well get ordained. I wouldn't know why not to. Uh, I but, mean, could you get like a flying spaghetti monster ordained or yes, something like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's uh, the way to go. I did have an alternative to your plan, though. Uh, yeah. And it's not so much with the, uh, it leads to the relationship faster, I think. And that's get yourself a guy's T-shirt. And then just wear it around, and when your crush sees you in it, uh, he will assume that you must have a boyfriend, because why else would you have a men's shirt on? And just be like, oh, well, if other guys are into her, maybe I should be into her, too. By the way, Mm. this is the way that men's brains work. We will not be into someone, (laughs) but then we'll see her talking to someone else and be like, no, 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 I saw her first. (laughs) How else else can we make this into a disparaging thing about women? 
<laughs> Wait, it's not International Women's Day anymore. <laughs> that was yesterday. So. That's a full 24 hours ago. Yeah. Well, as we record this, it'll be 48. <laughs> Let's say you're some sort of sexy serial killer and you, don't, <laughs> you throw them off the scent. You buy the men's shirt and you leave it on the scene. Yes. And then they're just like, well, clearly a man did this murder. And then they listen to they the podcast. They couldn't be a sexy female. They listen to the podcast. They show up here because they assume it was <laughs> me who did it. And uh, Why are they always thinking it's you? Anyway, you need to talk to the police about why they think that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm always suspect number well, one. Well, I just keep calling them. So. You guys all know that. that you know why that is. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we wanted to talk a little for your consideration. But um, unfortunately, due to another story we're going to talk about today, not a lot to talk about with for your consideration. Yeah, Hollywood's kind of shut down with coronavirus. Yeah. And I don't, I, I kind of feel like uh, there is a. You ever get an out on some sort of an event where it's just like, uh, say, uh, some friend is coming in. You've, you haven't seen him in 10 years. You mm-hmm. went to college with them or something like mm-hmm. that. And they're going to be in L.A. for a week. Sure. Right. So you're going to have dinner on Thursday with them. But then on Wednesday night, like just you realize your Thursday is going to be fucking slammed and it's going to be awful. And then they call on Wednesday night and they say, like, hey, I know you were looking forward to tomorrow, but is there any way we could push it to Saturday? Right. Like, give you the out. Like, you could still say, no, I want to do this Thursday. But, you know, like, by having the opportunity to, like, push it back to the day where you think it might be better, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, like, moving. It it all works out. You get that out. I feel like coronavirus is kind of like this big Hollywood out at the moment. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, uh, our box office might not be as big as we want to coronavirus uh, and then you gotta push it back a little while it's okay bond's coming it's fine i was gonna say i can't relate to your friend example but uh i've given many a girlfriend and <laughs> i do not have friends just in general i don't know but uh by the way i don't know if i dreamed this or if this is something i've seen before but an app where you both when you make plans with someone you make it through this calendar app and then if on the day of you decide you just like really don't want to do it or you want to push it mm-hmm you select that, and if they select it too, then it cancels, and it tells you both like not to oh. do it. And if you only do it, or they only do it, and the other person doesn't, then nev- no one ever knows. So like, then you show up, and they never knew you wanted to fuck. You wanted to flake on them. Yeah. Um, did I dream that, or is that a thing that exists? I haven't heard of it. So if I dream that, then uh, copyright. <laughs> yeah, copyright right now. Pan bending. Um, but. That's, I mean, how amazing would that be, right? Like, you'd be able to flake on people and just yeah. be like, how many times you've been like, oh, yeah, man, I'm totally down. And day of, you're like, oh, my God, I just saw the last thing I, in the world my, I'm do. My thing for the last, uh, my entire life is if someone asks me if I'm going to an event, I say maybe. Mm. Even if I'm almost definitely going to your event, yeah. I'm still going to yeah. say maybe. Because then I'm leaving out the opportunity that just something happens. Mm. Like, you know, like a uh, wedding I'm supposed to be at. Fell asleep. Didn't wake up. Coma. Yeah. Thank God I said maybe on the RSVP. <laughs> An actual true life event. Um, but you know what? Now that I think about it, I probably... I was going through my Roberto phase at the time <laughs> where I was sleeping a lot. And I think you were like 26 too, right? Yeah, 26%? probably. Yeah. yeah. Around that time. But uh, I probably... where men run out of energy. In hindsight, I should not invent that app because unfortunately... You would just flake on everyone. I would flake on every single thing. And if the app were to come out on a Wednesday, then I hope you all would have enjoyed the podcast because the previous week would be the last episode we'd ever get done. <laughs> Corey would be like buried in something or or Rachel would grab your phone and just be like, nope, not this week. Sorry. <laughs> I don't feel like doing it this week. Flaking. <laughs> And I just like on everything. I would just be a hermit and never leave my house. Or you could just set it up as like a Tinder style like swiping app Ooh. where like in the morning it just says like here's all the things on your calendar and you're just nope, like nope, yep, nope, 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 yep. <laughs> Lunch, yes. <laughs> Meeting with boss, no. Nope. <laughs> By the way, my staff would love me because I'd be like, I just don't want to deal with that today. (laughs) I walked in today with nothing on my calendar and it was the most amazing day ever. Um, But back to the topic, which is Bond is getting pushed. Yeah. They're blaming coronavirus. Right. Meanwhile, other things. And I mean, like, reasonably, too, because, you know, China, you would expect would be a big market for this. And China theaters are shut down at the moment. So. Um, that's not a the second largest film market or first yeah. largest, depending on how the wind blows. But MGM's also looking at that like we need this one, guys. Yeah. We need it. Listen, we're trying to cash out. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We do not have time for Bond to fail. It's the uh, the guy at the end of the table. It's real late in the evening, and he just pushes all his chips out of there, and he's like, let's see what happens. And then the guy coughs right before he tosses the ball, and you're like, no, 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 my system. <laughs> um, yeah, but other people don't seem to mind. Uh, you know, like um, the Trolls movie got moved up. Yeah. So And Bautista's movie got pushed down, which says something about dump you Maybe the trolls are in a... Aren't uh, going to play in China? No, no. Maybe I, it's offensive to the Chinese in some way. It was and, never a popular toy in China, from what I understand. Mm. They make them, but yeah. they don't actually like them. Uh, so they're looking at Western Europe. And I did read one like little side story that was just like, um, it was anticipating that kids might be out of school as school systems in like cities overreact. Oh. So like, put them out of school. So we want to have a movie in there right. where parents can be like, case. let's go to the movies. We'll see trolls. So, I mean, not bad marketing, but also maybe putting a bunch of, like, you know, germ factories together and they could make Super Corona, which sounds delicious. I think I would enjoy a Super Corona. <laughs> sounds like one of those uh, margaritas with the Corona in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's a California thing. What do they call that? Uh, Michelada? Oh, Michelada? I don't know. I, I, the only place I ever, uh, the, the first place I saw was in Miami. Hmm. So. If only there was a Hispanic, we could ask about that. <laughs> no, everyone's uh, sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. Uh, but... So it's having bigger impacts too because uh, you know I I think I said last year I'm going to South by Southwest next year. Um, yeah, turns out I'm not going because it's supposed to be happening shortly. Uh, but all they're going to be canceled. So, <laughs> so uh, and I think you know and I I did the same fucking thing. I uh, when when Sundance happened, I did the the way too late. How how could I get to Sundance kind of thing yeah. where I was just like I'm working on a feature. I definitely can't go to uh, Salt Lake City right now or Park mm-hmm. City. Uh, but let me figure it out. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> I like looked up flights and hotels and shit. It's like, all right, now make this one year from now, <laughs> and then one year later, still nothing planned. But I was just like, yeah, I need to go to more festivals. I need to like get out there and you know, like uh, glad hand a little bit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, I was thinking the same thing. But South by Southwest is canceled, and it looks like a lot of things are going to cancel oh, yeah. here. So, so I mean, I, I've talked about before. I work in the music industry uh, for my day job, and uh, the Winter Concert Series, which is in Miami. Canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, Coachella has been pushed to October, apparently now. Um, and there's just like everything. I mean, they're talking about EDC being pushed. Basically, anytime, any place that there's a gathering of more than, you know, 50 people. Yeah. Especially, you know, dirty electronic dance music listeners. Uh, they're just pushing that as far as po- I'm joking. Everybody just don't get so serious about the EDC or the electronic dance music. I, I love EDM. Um, <laughs> but it's uh everything's getting pushed and even the uh the film festivals are being pushed and um i think that there is a film festival in new york that's coming up in a few weeks dang is it de niro's west side tribeca film festival i thought that was later but i Mm. i might be It, it might not be tribeca i just i think about film festivals in new york city and i automatically think of tribeca like yeah. It might be like New the York Upper Film West Festival, Side Festival yeah. or whatever. Uh, and they're talking about how like it's the first time in 40 years they're not going to hold it because it's just too dangerous. Well, I mean, like uh, all this at, at the at the end of the day is pretty much an insurance issue. Right. I mean, like mm. I, I feel like in a lot of these cases, I mean, uh, certainly some of them are we're given the opportunity to sort of boot on a bad time and move to a new time. Mm-hmm. Which for a lot of these, you know, like movies or uh, Coachella or something like that might be a more compelling idea uh, just because you have the out to do so. But yeah. it, it, to me, it feels like South by Southwest. The reason why you cancel that is because you are worried that everyone gets sick and then there's a clash a- action lawsuit or something like that. Or I mean, like, I don't think it's that. I think it's that you don't want to be you don't want to be the place where patient zero comes out. Right. Because like you're, yes, your insurance doesn't cover that. And could people sue because they got sick at your event? Maybe, but it would be the kind of thing where like, if you offered people their money back and said, we're going to hold it. But if you want to, you know, bow out, we'll give you your ticket money back. Um, yeah. But you know, if you, if you come, you're basically admitting that, you know, what's going on yeah. where, and, and you're taking the, the uh, hit for it. Then I think you'd be fine. I, I, the, I think the real risk is, Nobody uh, shows up. Well, one, nobody shows up. You have it and nobody shows up, which, by the way, wouldn't happen with the electronic music festivals because people would just be like, screw it. Uh, <laughs> wait, I heard the Corona. Just one uh, one Bluetooth speaker in a parking lot and they're all dancing. 
Like, I heard cocaine protects you from uh, coronavirus. <laughs> We're going to Coachella. Let's do this. Uh, there's a lot of cocaine at Coachella, just so you know. <laughs> I um, hope they don't cancel it. I'm going to miss my fun fun driving around weekend. Oh, I nobody know. Nobody lives there. So, no, so it's pushed. And uh, one thing with Coachella is I really think that they want to do Coachella twice a year. Yeah. And this is a really great opportunity for them to be like, hey, hey, let's push it from the spring to the fall and see how it goes. Yeah. It's like, hey, listen, uh, the hipsters in L.A. will go no matter what time of year or how many times you do it. Coachella could be a year-round festival. Or how much it costs. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Coachella could be a year-round festival that costs $1,000 a weekend, and there will be people there every single weekend. If you could get the artists, I'm sure there would be. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be a big part of it. Spread the love. You packing like 90 people into a night at Coachella, like spread that out and, you know. Oh, I get it. Just have less artists and have it spread out. I I totally get it. But it's not about the money, Corey. It's about the music. Well, it is about the money because a lot of that money goes donated to like anti-gay charities. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the guy who owns Coachella, if you remember from our episode last spring. Yeah, he supports anti-gay charities with your money. So uh, enjoy that, guys. Uh, but So no, hopefully it's canceled. Hopefully it's canceled. But uh, no, uh, so it's just impacting a lot of basically any gathering of people. I, by the way, I just found out earlier tonight, New York, the governor or the mayor, one or the other, is mm-hmm. now saying that New Yorkers should not take public transportation. Huh. Which apparently the governor's... And the reason I would say the governor, because I feel like Cuomo's really out of touch, yeah. uh, has... He doesn't understand the rely how many people rely on public transportation. Yeah, and if everybody takes Ubers, the city's just gonna gridlock. Well, uh, number one, the city's also already kind of gridlocked because of Uber. Yeah, um, because they're part of the part of the evil brilliance of the medallion system with the cabs is that you limit the number of <laughs> the number of vehicles on the road to yeah. an extent. Um, and when just a bunch of Ubers flood the market and it's just like people driving in from Jersey and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Then New York wasn't meant to handle that many cars. My last trip to the airport took an hour and 10 minutes leaving Queens, you know, six, seven Mm -hmm. stops deep in Queens and getting to Newark airport an hour and 10 minutes, which to me, I'm like, this is what I want in LA. Like (laughs) it's a couple of transfers and I'm there and I literally walk. Nothing but public transportation onto the plane. Uh, my travel partner was not so happy about it. Like, an hour and ten minutes? I could have made this in 45 minutes if I took a car. And I'm like, yeah, but then you're sitting in traffic, and it's all terrible. And like, it's going to cost 100 bucks. Yeah, and <laughs> it's going to cost a lot. Um, and why not just embrace public transportation in the city that was built by it? Um, but nonetheless, uh, Cuomo or the mayor. Who's the mayor? Bloomberg? De Blasio. De Blasio. <laughs> Bloomberg. I don't know. He's, a, he's not running for gov- for president anymore. Maybe he'd run for mayor. Go back for mayor. Yeah. Uh, De Blasio. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> he walks into the to the mayor's office, and he's just like, Bla- De Blasio sitting in the chair, and he's like, move, Bill. Get up, my chair. It's my turn now. Um, Listen, I you knew had was, your time. I knew it was an old, rich, white guy, all right? <laughs> like, there's so many of them, it's hard to tell. But uh, just out of touch with the... With New Yorkers, I think, in general. Um, well, I mean, like, uh, I, I think it would be great, hypothetically, if you could stop people for, you know, like, if the subway is going to spread this real great, it would be mm-hmm. great if you could stop people from doing that. But it's also like, what are you supposed to do instead? Oh, Corey, what if I told you I had a plan on how we could do just that? What am I supposed to do? Walk? No, not that. I mean, city's really big. Listen, you can walk if it's closed, but you can't. Not everybody can walk. Some people are going from the Bronx to, like, South Brooklyn to go to work. Uh, But here, let me just try a revolutionary theory on you. And you're going to be my test audience, okay? (laughs) If this is guillotine. It's not guillotine. (laughs) I mean, guillotines get us there. But it's not guillotines. What if we offered people a reasonable number of paid days off when they were sick? Wait a minute. And by reasonable, I mean, I don't know, two weeks worth of sick time that they could so, take. Uh, so uh, say I'm a hypothetical employee of Create here, then. Mm-hmm. And I woke up tomorrow, and something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I wasn't, like, you know, deathly ill, but I was certainly ill for the day. Sure. And I didn't yeah. want to get other people sick. I would call you, and I would say, what? Like, I'm, I'm taking one of my days? Well... We one of my days for sickness. Just so it's clear, Create does offer sick days to everyone, including employees starting out after your ninety day probation period. But uh, we use an email 
You don't even have to call and talk to anyone. Oh. For those days, you're really feeling crappy. You just send an email in to a group that distributes from there, and you say, <laughs> not coming in today, feeling ill. I write in the email, hello, members of Create Music Fam. Yes. Because yes. fam would be important for the people there. I, we are a fam, yeah. Create Music Fam, mm-hmm. comma. Cough, cough. I'm sick today. Cough, cough. I don't think I'm going to make it. Cough, cough. More communication later. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we allow sick day uses. End communication. We allow sick day <laughs> uses for without evidence. You don't even have to get a doctor's note. So if you just don't feel so well. So I don't need to write go. my coughs in there? No, no. Oh, and what a... In fact, you get two personal days <laughs> that aren't vacation or sick days just to use for, you know, a mental health day if you just need a break. So you don't even need to take it. Oh, my God. This new world we live in. Revolutionary. <laughs> what about this? Uh, now, this one isn't, uh, you know, usable anywhere in the world. Uh, well, that's not true. It's usable everywhere in the world except for the United States. What if I told you that I had a system where you could go to the doctor when you were sick? What? And you didn't have to worry about how much it was going to cost, and you didn't have to worry about the cost of the medication. And yeah. because you have sick days, you don't even have to worry about not getting paid on that day. Is that something you might be interested in? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bob. Who wouldn't, Bob? (laughs) So, I mean, I said last week, and it was really funny for me about Thursday or Friday of last week to start seeing the experts be like, hey, this thing that Rob said, like on Monday last week, that's where we are. But we have crossed this X where... Cross the Rubicon. This The system we have built, this capitalist system we have built, has finally found its cross-section with... A disease which takes advantage of that system. Uh, because when the first day you felt uh, ill, you stayed home, you wouldn't infect anybody. Uh, a point. Oh, gosh. Here we go. We're going to, uh, one of the points here was uh, the stocks plummet. Uh, yes. I would like to, I would like to sort of cut into this a little bit. Okay. Because uh, I, I think ta- if you're talking about a broken system, this is, this is part of it. Right now, I, I don't know how many people are, 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 keen to how the stock market is working but basically there's like a office building in newark which mm-hmm. gets internet faster than anyone else right when yeah. it relates to the new york stock exchange almost a direct it gets connection. there gets there like a half a second faster or something like that mm-hmm. and that amount of time is all it takes for the computers that are housed in that office to automatically make trades based off of how the markets are moving yep and because they're you know dealing in Lots of people's money, not just one person's money. They can make huge value trades that drastically impact how the stock market is moving. So when people are, for the last, uh, charitably, let's call it 10 years. Sure. Uh, people would say like, oh my God, Dow's up a thousand, you know, or down a thousand or 1800 down or 1500 up, like whatever it There must be. have been a heavy day of trading. Yeah, but nope. you, you think like, you know, like, oh my God, there's people all over the country who are panicking because we're 18, there was at one point today we were 1800 points down or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like people, you think that people are panicking when it's really the computer is just making predictions based off an algorithm of when they should be selling and trading. And the humongous fluctuation is based off of human hands being taken off of this and becoming purely a numbers game. And because we've given marketers, the people who are, who play in the market, the ability to bet against a stock, Yeah, which then the algorithm is just like, well, now it's time to bet against it. Well, look how many people are buying the bets against the stock. Well, it must want to go down. So I'm going to sell before anybody else. And it's like the computer's, are talking to each other and manipulating our stock market. Just like my phone heard Corey talking and pulled up a story that it knew we were going to talk about. Imagine if you imagine if something if, if like movies were the stock market, you mm-hmm. know, where it's just like this thing that uh, has a tangential effect on the buying power of businesses. Right. Like, yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't really seem like it should be as huge of a deal as it is. Imagine but, if we could use the internet to manipulate our way up into a suite at a Las Vegas hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that fictional situation that never really occurred from us liking and retweeting our own tweets with different <laughs> accounts. <laughs> we create a buzz. <laughs> Just like the stock market. But no, I it's it. I think that there is some measure it, of it just, panic. It just but, seems like a ridiculous system sometimes. You yeah. Know? Hey, 
The whole thing's ridiculous. And you heard it here first, episode 309. The first time Corey may have agreed with me <laughs> that guillotines are the answer. Yes. That's right. You've joined the resistance and, and lengthened your federal penitentiary stay. Resistance is futile. <laughs> Uh, wait, so we get, we've kind of skipped around a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I I heard Broken System, and it got me thinking about the stocks, just because I knew it was on the list. Well, and speaking I, of Broken System, how about this? Uh, there is a convention going on right now, or just ended, where every piece of legislation you're going to see in the next year was just decided. Thanks, CPAC. Yes, and thank you, CPAC, for giving Ted Cruz coronavirus. <laughs> Now, the side effect of that is every congressman and senator goes to kiss ass to a bunch of people who kind of control our economic and uh, legislative policy. And someone went there with coronavirus and possibly infected every Republican senator. Well, not everyone, but many Republican senators and congressmen, including the vice president. Was he there? I heard I heard that. I heard uh, (laughs) Matt Gates is on this list too, by the way, of mm. people who may have gotten infected. Uh, I hope it's all of them. I hope it's all of them. <laughs> no, but it, it it there were there were talks of the people who have been interacting with different people and how basically every all the Republicans are fucking <laughs> like because like this one guy was shaking everyone's hand or something like that. Good on you for building that patient zero map and uh, good on you Republicans for bringing about the downfall of our democracy. I through through the virus, not their usual means. <laughs> They're using the virus to bring down our democracy instead of, you know, rather than McConnell doing. Yes. Things. You know, hating the poor and rolling back programs that don't benefit the uber rich. I really enjoy being in America right now. It's fantastic. Uh, but uh, the Pence, if he wasn't at CPAC, uh, he also earlier in the week met with a group of children, one of whom is now in quarantine. So, you know, if we find out Pence is patient zero for the Republican caucus and he just took it to CPAC and then uh, spread it around a lot, that will make me really, really happy. Because uh, you know what I don't want to see? What? I don't want to see Pence. Pence anymore? Uh, well, that. Uh, and especially I don't want to see him running for president, you know, four years after he's out of office as vice president and ruining our liberal leftist revolution. The, uh, bearer of bad news. Yes. Uh, I can 100% see a world where Trump's kids run for president. Oh, well, yeah. Much the same that Hillary ran post. Like, I, I, I think, I, I really do feel like we're... Four years away from Don Jr. or Ivanka running and them claiming like, you know, like we're a continuation of what our father started and which, stuff like that. Which is worse, Don Jr. or Mike Pence running for president in 2028? Ooh, tough choice. Ooh. I would say Trump Jr. would be worse. Mm. And the only reason why I say it is that I mean, I guess it's how how you want to cook the uh, right. cut this. What's worse? What how do you want to cut this baby? Yeah, what I would say that I would say that Trump or that uh, Pence at least has uh, experience in not only the White House at this point, mm-hmm. but also as like an executive of a state, but super conservative so, and religious. Yeah, so he takes so his he would be able he would sale. be able to do his horrible things and know how to get them done. Right, right. Whereas Junior might have more horrible ideas, but no idea of how to get them done, much like his father. Right, but, oh, man, and that just relies on, are the Republicans so burned out that they're like, no, listen, is everybody taking the Colin Powell route? Is everything everything else the same? Is the House and the Senate still lined up the same and everything like that? Well, no, it's probably stronger Republican by that point. Yeah. I hate you McConnell, with any luck, will be dead. But (laughs) otherwise, it will be lined up basically the same way. He's the one spreading around the coronavirus. I mean, I say that, but, uh, you know, turtles live like 130 years, so... I'm tired of all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Mitch getting so friendly with the Democrats? I don't know. I've never seen this before. (laughs) Why Why is Mitch kissing Nancy Pelosi? (laughs) Full on. Whoa, whoa. Is that tongue? He's slipping under <laughs> the tongue. Hey, all right. God, t- kissing a turtle. Good <laughs> tongue. Mm. Yeah, that's a great picture. Imagine that. Imagine that, everybody. Yeah. Uh, the good news, though, is that uh, Trump, despite failing in pretty much every single aspect mm-hmm. of this little coronavirus scandal, uh, he, he, I think he's found the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. 
tax cut. Yes, that is the solution <laughs> for everything. Uh, I don't know if you know that uh, like uninsured people have no way of getting medical treatment for coronavirus or anything like that. Oh, I am but aware, yes. We yeah. are going to uh, fix that by giving money to businesses who are affected by the fact that people can't make money and spend it. This is so my that's favorite how, part of all of this. There, there's going to be a stimulus for the businesses Trump, who are losing out. Well, and listen, there will be a payroll tax break as well. Because Trump wants to reach down and help the average American. You know, those people making one hundred fifty dollars to $250,000 a year, he wants to make sure to get down to that average man level. So he's going to cut taxes for them, too. Which, by the way, inevitably means that everyone below that, your taxes go up. So, hundred fifty to two hundred grand a year. What am I sending my kid to a regular private school? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just i I wanted to send him to awkward awkward Oakwood School for awkward boys. <laughs> I I see that stuff and I'm like, is there nobody in his ear? Like, okay, so here's it's about. You know, these are small business owners and they are putting money back in the economy. He's like, I got it. And he goes out there like average Americans making one hundred fifty thousand to two hundred fifty thousand a year. <laughs> and like the people in the room in front of you may make that. It's the average of the room. It's not the average of the country. That's the average of the people he meets. That, I mean, like, yes, really. Uh, oh, God. Now I'm just hoping that maybe he uh, wasn't it. Uh, there was like a big debate moment where somebody was asked like the price of milk. Yes. And like. Was it was it Carter and uh... no no that happened uh, back in Ob- on Obama's second one too oh was it yeah and I think it's happened a couple times then no not Obama's second it was Obama's first uh, one because if I remember it was one of those things that made him seem way more likable than Hillary was because like he was close he was like three fifteen yeah. and the person corrected him and said well in the uh, was it in Chicago no it was in Chicago wherever the second debate was because it wasn't Hofstra Hofstra was the third debate yeah. Miami, where, wherever it was, they were like, "Well, actually, locally here, you can get it for two eighty nine, but he was at like three fifteen, yeah." And Hillary was like, six dollars." Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's what my maid charges me when she goes <laughs> to get the store. Uh, but nobody got it except for Obama, right? Like a, a thing. But yes, famously, I think that was used with uh, in the um, Carter campaign yeah. in seventy six when stagflation was driving prices up, just to be like, "How out of touch are you with prices?" Right. And they should really ask that more often. I would like to see Trump calculate in his head how much a gallon of milk costs, um, having no concept of what that might be. And he's like, all right, listen, I know gas was trading at $488 a barrel, and uh, gas is generally about 12 times more expensive than milk. I think you're already doing way too much math for Trump. <laughs> listen, he can say that to himself. I don't comes think he's, to the equal he sign. Need he has fucking, no idea. He doesn't need to fucking answer the question. He's going to call the milk beautiful, and he's going to move on. You know what? Milk it is very important. It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter what the price is because it's never been lower. The milk is beautiful. Everyone loves the milk. I'm really proud of all <laughs> of the tax breaks we've gotten for our American farmers. Farmers are the backbone of America, and we need to. Make I mean, sure yeah, sure. Ninety-seven percent of it goes to corporate farmers, but you know, no. eventually it'll trickle down to the. No one's going to interject lo- with that local family farmer. Yeah, no, no, there's none left. Uh, but. Um, since we're talking about Trump and uh, elections, we are, of course, uh, winding our way towards decision 2020. <laughs> and by winding our way, we mean one third of the way through the primary process. Yes. Uh, but unless Bernie turns it around tomorrow, it may be all over but the crying. Uh, because Joe Biden had a surprising Super Tuesday. Um, and I want to say, well, let's say I want to blame the candidates like Pete Buttigieg, who dropped out right before Super Tuesday, because you've been bought off. I don't know how and I don't know by whom, but you've been bought off. And everyone who might have voted for you voted for Joe Biden instead. I, you know, I don't necessarily feel it the same way. I think that Pete, spe- Pete specifically went on some show recently and they asked him, like, why he dropped out so suddenly He's just like, there was no way. There was no path to me getting enough vote or enough delegates to make it work. And uh, there's no point in me staying in the race to just play spoiler to whoever <laughs> wouldn't. Mm. I would be stealing, siphoning the vote off from, you know? Well, listen, uh, Democratic Party. Now, I'm not saying that 
somebody didn't put that idea in his head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he thought, well, maybe it's for the best. I would say if you're if you're really looking for the politician amongst the bunch, then look at what Joe Biden has been able to pull off here in the last uh, little just little space of last two weeks here. His pants in front of a group of coeds, or like what kind of uh... no? I mean, like in the fact that he's been able to pull off the. Be able to. (laughs) (laughs) He's been able to get the entire Democratic Party like lined up behind him. Yeah, and he didn't have he hadn't won a single state. He wasn't even in the top three in any of them. I think up until that point, like it 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 aligned so quickly behind him, and that doesn't necessarily work unless you as the candidate are out there pulling levers and making making things happen a little bit. I you know? don't want to think about Joe pulling anything or <laughs> making anything happen. All I know is we are about to have another election between one, you know, rationally conservative white man and one irrationally conservative white man. And I, it, I think we are worse off for it. Um, because... Bernie is literally the only option that isn't just business as usual. You know, Obama, for all his guff beforehand, uh, became business as usual. Biden was a big sign of business as usual. And now he's going to continue that if he wins, which he probably won't. Um, Because is there enough difference to make people come out and vote between Biden and Trump other than he's just not Trump? No. White people in the suburbs aren't going to care. I feel like what we need is we need to... Like, everyone vote for Biden, and then when he actually becomes president, just make it very clear that we're not happy that he's there. Just, like, sort of... uh, Like, Trump it? We're going to just do a a Trump? uh, I mean, I guess, essentially. I I, I was trying to think of some sort of way that you could just send a message that you're unhappy with the the way things are going, and that you, you are here temporarily because you are not Trump. You are the stopgap solution that will get us to the eventual candidate that we will vote for the, ridiculously, the next opportunity right. we have. The like, ridiculously fastest right-wing person who comes in response to <laughs> Joe Biden because the left is not motivated and Joe Biden's not going to step down because he's finally president and that's the one thing he wanted his whole life. Sean Hannity and uh, Tucker Carlson's love child or something like that. Or a, t- a Carlson-Hannity ticket running for president. <laughs> hey, if you oh, can be in entertainment and you can run... Hey, what's the next best step from a guy who watches Fox News all the time? A guy who's on Fox News all the time. Yeah. So if you're not depressed, um, you should be. Listen, if it's not Corona who's going to get you, it's going to be Trump. And if it's not Trump, it's going to be Biden. So not a lot of hope to look forward to. I'll say this. uh, California, 94% reporting. Mm -hmm. So uh, we should have 100% sometime by episode 400 of the podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah, sometime. Somewhere in, in that general episodes, area. Yeah. Um, Bernie is currently leading 34-27. Uh, those are the only people who are viable. Uh, Bloomberg and Warren at 13%. Uh, yes, it is. I really thought Bernie was going to run up the score in California. And the fact yep. that Biden not only won Texas and North Carolina and Massachusetts... And Minnesota without trying, really. Yeah. And, and then uh, being able to be so competitive in California is really incredible. We talked in the pre-show, but Michigan is kind of the show now for Bernie. Um, he won it 70% uh, with the 70% of the vote in 2016. Um, and it was the first time that people were like, whoa, Bernie coming out of, out of the blocks. Uh, and But keep in mind that there was no... First Super Tuesday, really. It was kind of the Super Tuesday that we have coming up now was the one uh, that people were worried about. And so California and two other states, I think, moved their vote date up to the Tuesday before that, creating Super Tuesday 1 and Super Tuesday 2. But Mm. nonetheless, uh, tomorrow Michigan votes and how that vote goes may so go the election because you can't clear it. It's going to be bad. The shame to Bernie's campaign is that the... Uh, next debate is on Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't even get the chance of having a debate to push his uh, Michigan numbers. But If there is one on Wednesday. Because I don't know. If those numbers come back, I, I think that... Uh, I don't, think, I don't think Biden... Dro- or I don't think Bernie drops out, even if he looks like he's... I mean, because right now the odds are... I, I think 538 had it at like 1 in 20, basically, that Bernie wins the nomination. Mm. 
So it's not great odds, but it's certainly still odds. And I, I feel like if you're one of two people in a campaign, yeah, there's no problem per se sticking it around just to see if things change somehow. Because okay. I mean, like, you, if you're just gonna lose all these states regardless of how much you try, right. then why, why not, not just stick it? Why not burn five hundred million dollars doing that instead of doing something good? Well, it's them? not like you can return the money to the people, so you might as well burn. I mean, you can start a, a pack and and do some good with that, or you can do a lot of things with that money. Um, but uh, nope, burn it. <laughs> Burners, see, look, look, a burn, burner right here. Burn it, spiting Joe. Yeah. Um, burn it to own the libs. <sighs> I just, I, I don't know. I, it, like one in twenty is not great odds. Uh, I think you, I would say we, but I mean you, the Democratic voter, kind of have this interesting case where it's like keep Bernie in it just in case one of them has a heart attack. We need a backup at this point. We um, need somebody for that convention. I uh, somebody somebody <laughs> Here comes Bloomberg sliding with his like ten delegates. <laughs> Hello, hi guys. Hi. <laughs> um, but uh, damn, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, five hundred million dollars certainly bought me something. Uh, I someone reminded me of the Chris Farley bit, which I think is the uh, living in a van down by the river guy. Yeah, who would in the middle of the thing have a heart attack and just be like, Ugh. "Oh no, no, that was the super fans, super fans." Yeah, okay, yeah, super fans. Jobbers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Oh, don't worry, Charlie's just having a heart attack. Uh, and I imagine that uh, that Trump is like the super fans because <laughs> he's probably had two or three, and if somebody's looked at him, and he's like. I'm going to fix this by shoving a sausage in Happens every now and again. I'm fine. I'm fine. You can't kill me. Uh, and then Bernie's going to uh, be blown over by a gust of wind and have his next heart attack, and that'll be the end well, of Well, I mean, but. it is really alarming that uh, our three most likely candidates for president are 73, 78, and 77 or something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, not great. Uh, I would love it if we could have somebody a little bit younger. Oh, wait. If only there was a candidate to vote for who was a centrist like Biden, but, you know, 30 years younger. If only Buttigieg had the political capital to be able to make Biden drop out and put all his support behind him. Well, I hope he learned something from this race. Listen, you will get your dr- you, you earn your druthers by groping women on TV and somehow that equals black vote. I don't really know how it works. Uh, I'll say uh, I'll say this. Uh, uh Pete is uh, looking at a a little job after the campaign here. Did you hear I about mean, this one? Uh, he's the only one I would want to have a job after the campaign. But yeah, what uh, job? I didn't see the story. He's uh he's going to fill in for a week as a guest host on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh, the anthem pie. Oh, the anthem dot com. Is that you having a stroke on live air? I hate this society. <laughs> I will burn it down with a box of matches in my own two hands. I, uh, I, that just depressed the shit out of me. Like you go from running for president to filling in for Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's doing it because it'll raise his profile. Of course he is, and you know the. I don't know how good he's going to be at it. Probably terrible. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, like, you got to remember when Jimmy Kimmel first started doing it, he was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, Just, when when you when you put a new late night host out there in front of the American people, you sort of have to have the uh, the feeling of like, all right, well, I'm just going to let him fail for about six months and then. Listen, we'll start, just just because you can do we'll it, start in, working around the edges and make sure that this thing works at some point. Just because you can do it in eight languages doesn't mean it's good in <laughs> any of those languages. So take care, Pete. Um, I hope it's a lot of political guests that week. I hope you're not like interviewing oh, Lady Gaga or something like that. D- here's everybody who dropped out of the campaign and disappointed the American people thus far. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, Pete, are you sticking with Tulsi at this point? <laughs> You're on my list. Now you're on my list. Are we? W- what are we doing with Tulsi Gabbard's uh, president's or uh, candidacy here? By She's the still way? in it. Yeah. Uh, then Tulsi, you have my vote. <laughs> I mean, I don't vote, <laughs> so you don't have. Wouldn't it, but... it be hilarious if she wins Michigan? 
<laughs> just like out of fucking nowhere. Yes. Tulsi Gabbard with 60% of the vote. Because I have the ears of the Michigan John, people. They're John King would shit himself at the magic board. <laughs> I have the ears of people in Michigan. Michigan, vote Tulsi <laughs> for president. The, uh, I, the only way this race could get more crazy and unusual is if something like that happened. How long? <sighs> okay, question. If you had, if it looked like Tulsi Gabbard was going to win Michigan, mm-hmm. like if you were just going through the numbers and you work at CNN and you're just like, she's got a huge vote lead. Yeah. What point do we start reporting this like it's actually news? Because like sometimes they get 1% of the vote in on something and they're just like, you know, early, early out of Alabama, Joe Biden is up by 84% with 1% of the vote in. It's yeah. just like you found out that one polling place in the middle of nowhere voted and it was 15 people. Yes. <laughs> and 13 of them voted for Joe. Like, All of them have <laughs> I hate socialism on stickers on the yeah. back of their trucks. And you're like, oh, I don't know. That's representative. Uh, they have 15 people sitting at a table discussing how bad this was for burning it that 1% of the vote has come in. Yeah. Uh, Something tells me they'd pull back on the Tulsi thing and just be like, oh, an interesting aberration from Tulsi Gabbard going on so far. She's pushing. She's pushing it. We'll report those numbers. Somewhere later. around 1, B- 1 a.m., 99% of the vote is in. Tulsi's still winning. It's just like, we're not calling it. <laughs> Joe told us that it would all be okay. Uh, I can. This is the scenario I would prefer for the election of 2020. Okay. I would like to wait until. September the first maybe the second. <laughs> two months before the uh, yes yes this first or the second uh, campaign debate for the general election and have you know everyone there everyone debating uh the two candidates debating but also just have in the audience like Pete Buttigieg is joining us tonight like hi Pete hey, how's it going everybody <laughs> Uh, like he's there. Bill Russell visiting the basketball. Yeah, yeah. everybody's there, right? Everybody's there watching. Um, Pence is there, and, and just like you know, McConnell's there. Let's hope and Pelosi and everybody. Um, and then, uh, have you seen that that show on CBS, Designated Survivor? Yeah. That's what I would like. I, I would just like everyone to be in one place. And then now have, the secretary, secretary of agriculture, is running the government. Could it be worse? <laughs> And maybe we just get, you know, a reset on this election and we start over again. By the way, one last politics thing before we move on. Uh, did you see uh, uh, Schumer's remarks, by the way? No. I generally ignore Schumer's remarks. <laughs> uh, Schumer uh, talking about upcoming Supreme Court cases that are going to be in front of the, the, the court mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, said something like, uh, uh, fuck, Kavanaugh and who? I can't forget the first Gorsuch. guy. Gorsuch. Mm-hmm. Kavanaugh and Gorsuch should like watch themselves on these votes and accuse themselves, recuse themselves if they need to, uh, because the American people is not going to stand for it or something like that. And then John Roberts replied with like, "Don't you fucking talk to my judge, Elliot. You shut the fuck up, Chuck." <laughs> it's like really, at any time you get John Roberts to like reply to you, like, yeah, you know how much people must talk shit about the Supreme court and he just sits on that. You have to though. <laughs> you have to be independent. Um, and I mean, generally I have a policy of life, which is you shut the fuck up, Chuck. Um, because <laughs> I don't want to hear him talk. And I think he's an idiot. Uh, I think the cart, my cartoon president version of him is just an accurate <laughs> portrayal of the man. Um, or, you know, the, the discovery channel version, you've seen it. Jellyfish worldwide. That's yeah. An accurate portrayal of Chuck Schumer. A man without a backbone. But, um, yeah, John Roberts has got to stay above it all, but at some point you have to say, don't threaten sitting judges. Uh, we can come after you the same way we can go after anyone. Um, I don't know. None of this matters. Hey, listen, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. So welcome to America in 2020. Um, if coronavirus doesn't get you, then Trump will. If Trump doesn't, Biden will. And if that doesn't, then, you know, got another disease coming around away. <laughs> Uh, we have one final item here. Oh yeah, that's right. It requires um, us. It's the uh, that all of this could be fixed very easily with some guillotines. <laughs> please mount the guillotines, and by mount I mean build and then use. But yes, we do have another piece of. <laughs> and by guillotine, we mean the Baltimore quarter. <laughs> we get the straight dope. <laughs> well, you know, in Baltimore, you might you're likely to lose your head uh, <laughs> if you go to the wrong corner. So. It's uh, 
speaking of the the seedy elements of Baltimore, uh, one of the Baltimore police officers who uh, got him a little bit of trouble. Yes, uh, two you and a half years ago. You may remember him from a very yeah. funny viral video. We talked about it here on the podcast uh, way yes. back when. Yeah, uh, Richard Pinheiro Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the cop who uh, forgot that the body cam, when you press record, automatically re- records the thirty seconds prior to you hitting well, record. It's always recording, but basically, it doesn't save anything. Right, it, it saves thirty seconds and then to present. <laughs> but as soon as you press it, it basically is like, okay, I'm going to save that thirty seconds plus. It backdates the thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what he had done was he went went into a alley where there was a trashy, uh, empty lot mm-hmm. and uh, put drugs into a can, put them into the trashy lot, walked to the end of, end of the street, uh, was talking to his fellow police officers. Uh, all of this is muted. That 30 seconds is muted. Yes. You yeah. just get the video. But then immediately once it kicks in, he's just like, all right, well, I'm going to do a general search of the area. I saw the the suspect throw the drugs over this way or there's, something like there's that. There's no audio, but he does seem to give him a, like, ready, ready, ready? Okay. We <laughs> ready go. for my bullshit? <laughs> ready for this? Uh, anyway, uh, he was uh, found guilty of mm. doing that. Yep. Um, and he Never was policed a, again. He was not... Uh, he was not thrown in jail he had a a probation uh but the most interesting part is that he's still working for the baltimore police department these two and a half years later i know rob is shocked stunned uh still working how does this how does this happen you you may ask yes uh, Didn't Catherine Pugh sign a new FOP agreement uh, or a new agreement with the FOP? God, I hope CBA. we could get it tossed out. Just because on, like of a her? technicality, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't allowed to. She shouldn't have been allowed to negotiate on her behalf. We'd like to throw that agreement out. Yep. Uh, funny part is, uh, this gentleman is on desk duty. <laughs> Why is he on desk duty, Corey? <laughs> because uh, he is not going acceptable enough by the state's attorney's office to be called as a witness in any kind of actual. Police work. I wonder why that might be. So he uh, he just has to work a desk. Uh, you know, maybe he's evidence controller or something like that. Some good, some juicy. I mean, I hope he's down in a basement painting tiny furniture. That's really <laughs> the best we could hope for him. Cool as the smooth. Ah, <sighs> uh, just such a depressing end to a podcast. Just, I know. Um, everything sucks, and it's not going to get any better. And. Uh, Listen, uh, you all, we've been talking about how terrible Baltimore is. Not terrible. Uh, how tragic Baltimore is. Yeah. For the last, I don't know, every episode of the podcast. And um, just so you know, America, we're all headed in the same direction. So Balt- Baltimore is like the part of the Bible where God gets obsessed with plagues. Plagues. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, or, alternatively, it's like the part of the world where it started raining first. Where Noah's Ark was. Yeah. It's going to flood everything. It's just starting here. So Baltimore, real terrible. It's just going to spread outward um, until it engulfs us all. I, I know something that will bring a smile to your face. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Coordinate of the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. And you can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendsDB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Um, I have the new Invisible Man review out today. Uh, it was fine. And uh, you should go see it. The review, that is. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I, I want to. Do you want to go see a movie this week? See yes, something else? Absolutely. Make another video. Uh, I need to do that. Uh, Corey's review out just a little after mine, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, you had the opportunity to record yours yesterday. So. Yes. Uh, wow, someone was getting a pedicure and <laughs> treating himself. Treat Listen, yourself. Listen, you got to keep the feet right. <laughs> uh, they're the roots of the. They're the roots of the human. I just hope that every person who can hear the sound of my voice does exactly what Corey does, and that's completely change your opinion and modify your behavior to match what I say. 
Corey was going to rip apart Invisible Man until he listened to the wise counsel of this guy. I wasn't going to rip it apart. <laughs> still waiting to hear how you make it. I, I, hold on. I, I, I just like to say for the record, can we get this back? On? Sure. Are we still on a two shot here? Yep, two on I just like to say for the record that uh, no matter what, if I leave a movie and I don't immediately say this is my favorite movie of the year, mm-hmm. if I if I say anything at all, the Rob and Roberto, the two of them, will start doing the "Oh my God, there it goes!" Ellie hates it. It's like I could see <laughs> could see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'd just be like, "I really like that movie. It was a little bit long." It's like, "Oh, here's it with the complaints." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How uh, dare he, Mr. Pruy Fufu, with his movie review? You want to know the truth? <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> you train people to react to you. This is how we react to you. <laughs> and uh, I react by saying, "Hey, you can find me at all your social networks at Robert N. Cheek. Uh, make sure you check out robertncheek.com, where you can find links to everything I do." Uh, including the uh, reviews, which are available on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. Uh, we have Invisible Man up right now, and Sonic is coming on Thursday, and hopefully another movie later this week. Ah, uh, beat you to the Sonic. Ah, uh, yes, you did. I was, you know, moving and um, crashing mm-hmm. places. Got to find an apartment this week. That would be on the agenda. Yes, movie. Also, yes, apartment. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also uh, find links to uh, the books, which are available on Amazon. Barrow's books. And we are working on audio for by working on I mean uh we have an idea. Kicking the can on. Yes, having an idea. Much like that for your consideration drop. It's an idea that will play itself out at some point. We'll have a powwow on that at some point. <laughs> but, yes. If only we were in the same place at the same time for any extended period of time, we would be yeah, able to make life so much easier. Hmm. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good, but as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem Digital Network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. And please, if you must cough, not directly in the hand. Can we get? Can we? Can we all do the elbow a little bit more? I'd, I'd appreciate a, it. It's called a Dracula sneeze or a Dracula cough. Where you yeah, I saw. I was I was walking through the block today, and I did that. I had to cough, and I went into my elbow, and some guy looked at me. And he was just like, "Yeah," mm. and I was like, "There we go." Yeah, I was walking around work and uh, walked past somebody, and they turned in my direction to avoid the rest of the crowd and coughed directly <laughs> in my face. So. <laughs> Kind of the opposite. <laughs> Coronavirus breakout. Ah. Mm. I'm just glad I infect you first. <laughs>